and welcome to another edition of 99 Questions. I am your host, Bob Buell. This is, of course, an oddly numbered interview show where we ask all sorts of interesting people interesting questions. And joined with me today, uh, writer, editor from Prima Games, uh, maybe not all the old strategy guides, but some of the new ones, uh, or at least some articles. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's Jesse Vitelli. Yeah. Jesse, how are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? Thank you for having me on. Oh, of course. It is an honor. Uh, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. And, uh, you know what would be even more fantastic? Getting an answer to all these darn questions. I, I'm ready. But uh, where would we be if we just answered the questions? we got to get some quick terms and conditions, some ground rules out of the way right up front. Like, ground rule number one, take as much time or as little time as you need to answer the question. A yes or no suffice? Give me a yes or no. If a short story about your life helps us get a better understanding of the answer, I want to hear that story. Uh, ground rule number two. Uh, this is not uh, 60 minutes, despite the setup that we have here. I know you're shocked. Uh, so if there is any question you want to skip over for whatever reason, no judgment, no worries, we can skip. And despite the name of the show, uh, 99 questions. Some of these are inherently not questions. Some of these are just prompts. Some of these are just a couple words that I put a question mark at the end of. Uh, I'm not an English major. All I'm saying is don't count how many there are. Uh, there's somewhere in the realm of 90 here. There might be a follow-up. Who knows how it goes? Uh, the title explains it. It's 99. Exactly. No matter what, it's 99. Exactly. It's all in the... People don't realize it. When they listen to the podcast, there's a tiny little dialogue box that pops up, and they click away just <laughs> saying, like, oh, it's however many questions he says. So <laughs> it's all explained in the uh, terms and conditions there. Uh, but that being said, uh, the first of these non-counting questions, Jesse, are you ready? I am ready to go. Perfect. Are you ready? <gasps> oh my gosh, no one's asked me that. I don't know. We might have to think about this for a uh, it's, while. It's my podcast now. I'm asking you 99 questions. Oh my gosh. Uh, the real question number one. What's the perfect breakfast? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I am a big proponent of... Uh, so I'm, I'm, I grew up on Long Island. Long Island, New York. Nice. Represent um, Diners. Go, you go to a diner... You just get the pancakes, the sausage, the bacon, the eggs. Like you just get the whole thing. The it's hungry like man combo, whatever they call and it, and a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yes, but there's one key difference. Mm -hmm. I like to explain what I call the holy trinity of breakfast drinks. You get a cup of coffee, mm -hmm. a water, mm -hmm. and a glass of orange juice. This All three. Knows, this man knows his diners. Hydrate. Caffeine. A little something sweet as a treat, you know? You get it all. The gamut. I love this. That is that is the perfect breakfast. I am a I am a proud Jersey boy and I can co-sign this uh, oh, entire thing. Yeah. Uh absolutely. So you know diners. Oh, I've dinered before. I've <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. You know, sometimes you talk about diners and people are like, Oh, we just don't have them around here. And I'm like, That's my life. That's like my my childhood. Yeah. Yeah, some people like, oh, yeah, diners. Yeah, I have an IHOP near me. That's like, oh, my, my spine mm -hmm. shivers. No. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> Love IHOP, not a diner. Mm -mm. 
I want to be able to stumble in at 3 a.m. and get chicken fingers and chocolate covered pancakes, uh, chocolate chip pancakes, and yeah, there you go, and maybe some disco fries if I feel like. Oh yes, disco fries! I was so happy you said it. (laughs) Yes. Oh. For anyone off of the East Coast, those are just uh, French fries with uh, gravy and cheese on top. It's, yeah. <laughs> perfect breakfast. Perfect <laughs> disco fries is the perfect breakfast. It's all the food groups in one. Yeah, got them all. Question number two. Who's the coolest dude? I feel like that answer has changed throughout my entire life. Like, you, you look at, like, young Jesse. Mm-hmm. Like, Maybe like eight year old Jesse. I don't know. I would have told you it was Tommy from Power Rangers, right? Pretty cool. Um, dude. Then like you you move into like like teenage years. I probably would have told you like um, the lead singer of Real Big Fish, right? I don't know his name, but he's a cool dude. He's got like the Hawaiian shirt. You know, he plays guitar. He's in a ska band. Now you now you've got like almost thirty Jesse, and he looks at like. You know what? I just watched Top Gun. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say, um, whoever the guy is that plays, not Tom Cruise, the other guy, the guy who plays Goose. Oh, yes, yes, the, yes. For, in the first Top Gun, mm-hmm. he's a pretty cool dude. Cool dude. I hope he's not problematic. I don't think he is, but he seems like a cool dude. I'm like, yeah, you know what? He's a cool dude. At least the character, at the very That's least. That's kind of all I got. A cool dude. Yeah. Yeah, Goose the character. Yeah, I don't know about the the actor. I'm not co-signing that, <laughs> but the but Goose. Gotcha cool dude hard agree yeah question number three steak chicken or fish probably chicken i feel like as i've gotten older i've eat i eat less red meat Mm. and like fish i have to be in the mood for i'm more of like a shellfish person than like a like getting like a piece of salmon or like a cod or something yeah but uh chicken is like my go-to you know Chicken thighs, chicken breast, chicken fingers, chicken nuggets, fried chicken, chicken wings. Like, it's all good. I'll yeah. eat it all. Yeah. It's ver- versatile. It's kind of where I'm at with that one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's probably the... I mean, fish is better for you, too. But, like, I feel like white meat chicken is, like, generally pretty healthy as long as you, like, don't do a bunch of stuff to it. So, yeah. Very true. Very true. Question number four. Best gift you've ever gotten? Okay, so this won't play on audio. <laughs> I have a picture behind me that you can't. Re- you actually won't play on video either because you can't see it. You can't see it. Best of both worlds. Yes. Um, I thought it was closer to me than it actually was. <laughs> um, for Secret Santa, me, me and my friends from home do a Secret Santa every year, and um, I don't know if this is best gift, but it's definitely like most thoughtful, mm. and so like that holds uh, like a lot of weight to me. Yeah. Um, my friend Dan got me. Uh, he had his friend commission art of me sitting in this chair. There's like a really funny picture of me with a blanket over me and like taking a nap in my chair. And I tweet it out anytime there's like a bad take on the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we had art of that commissioned of me, of that picture. So it's like me with this microphone sitting in this chair, like sleeping in my chair. And it has like um, behind me, I have a bunch of posters, but all the posters are like things about me. So they're just like funny little like posters of like different movies I like and different, different like things I've said and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so it's very cute and very thoughtful. And like, it wasn't just like he handed the picture to the artist and was like, Hey, just redo this. He was like, he was like, no, here are like funny things about Jesse that you can like incorporate into the picture. 
And so I, I was like, I was like, oh my god, that's so nice. And then on the back of the the frame was a poke a pack of Pokemon cards just taped <gasps> to it. And I was like, oh, and I got Pokemon cards. So like, that's a good gift. A good that's gift. a heck of a gift. Yeah, yeah, more than qualifies. It was probably going to win before the Pokemon cards, but who knows? Who knows? But they add. They add to it. It's added value. That's value, baby. Mm-hmm. Question number five. Best gift you've ever given. All right. So, again, this is a Secret Santa. Most of my gift giving is through Secret Santa with my friends. Yeah. Um, My friend, who will remain nameless, mm-hmm. um, she ha- has a... um. She, her and her, bo- her boyfriend, now fiance, moved moved in together. Okay, and um, they were having some they were they were having some some problems where they didn't have a plunger, and so um, you know they need to go get a plunger. She was embarrassed, yada yada yada. So I was like, okay, I need to get her something that she'll never need a plunger again, or I get her this like industrial plunger. As like, and it'll be funny. It'll be like alongside like actually something nice I get, but it'll be a funny joke. Yeah, and so. If you Google industrial plunger, um, the new, th- I don't know if it's new, but like the big thing are these like guns that you like snake into your drain and then like pump full of air oh. and like basically snake the drain out. Yeah. And so I bought her this gun and I thought it was like supposed to be kind of tiny and it's huge. It's like three feet long. Good And God. like, yeah, I showed up to the secret Santa and I was like, look, before you open this. You just need to know, like, you have a real gift, too. And she opened it, and it was the, the her favorite thing she's ever received. She was so excited about it. Her fiancé snaked all the drains in the apartment. They love the thing. And I just bought it as, like, a gag, because I was like, oh, this would be funny. And they're head over heels. They love it. They, they can't use it enough. And there was a pack of Pokemon trading cards on the back of the, <laughs> the toilet gun. I, I wish. <laughs> No, I got her a book with it. I was like, here, while you're going to the bathroom, here's a book. Yeah. But... You asked for it. <laughs> That's incredible. But I, yeah, I got her this industrial plunger gun that, like, just snakes the drain and shoots the poop. Um, I might have They to... love it. I might need to look into this. This, uh, this seems intriguing. They're pretty cheap. As far as didn't, didn't break guns bank. go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as far as what I thought I would get for a joke gift, I thought I'd have to pay more for something like that. <laughs> Uh, question six. What did you want to do for a living when you were a kid? I feel like I went through so many different things. I thought I was going to go to Harvard at one point in my life. And by one point, I mean when I was like seven, because I think I saw a movie and they were like, we're going to go to Harvard. I'm like, I'm going to go to Harvard. I was in my life never going to go to Harvard, (laughs) but I was convinced of it. Um, I, I feel like I, it was a lot of like the normal child stuff. Like astronaut was up there for a while. Of course. Yeah. Um, I didn't read a lot of comic books, but I wanted to, like, draw comic books a lot. And so I think at one point, maybe I thought I was going to, like, be a comic artist. Despite, like, never reading comics growing up. I don't really know where that one came from. I think I just liked the images, and I was like, I could do this. That was my, as a toxic trait eight-year-old, I was like, yeah, I have no practice. I could do this. Yeah, yeah this is my job now. <laughs> um, Yeah, president was probably also up there at one point. I was like, I could run for president. I could do this. I'm eight. I know what's going on. Yeah. I got my um, pulse. The uh, American people. <laughs> yeah, I, and, yeah. Student loans. I got that. I know. I I can handle that. Um, yeah. I when I was a teenager into like my early college years, I also uh, 
I wanted to manage uh, professional music. That was like what I went to school for originally. Um, sorry if that's a question later, but uh, <laughs> so at one point I wanted to do that. I've had a lot of career changes in my life, but let's go with astronaut was probably like the number one. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, question seven. This is a biggie. What's the largest animal you can beat in a fight? Okay, can I get a definition on largest? Just like, like height and weight and just like everything, or yeah. like tall. Like I guess tallest would be large. Okay. Um, I feel like I can mess up like a tortoise pretty pretty well. Like it's got that shell, but if I flip it over, it's done for. Yeah. And like tortoises are pretty large. Um, I saw something on Twitter the other day. Sorry, I, this won't be a long tangent, but. <laughs> Um, it was like, could you, which one of these could you beat in a fight if you were trapped in a room with it? And it was like a rhino, a Komodo dragon, a gorilla, and a, like a cheetah. Did I say cheetah already? There was a fourth animal. I don't remember what it was. Um, and I was thinking, and I was like, I would die in all of those scenarios. <laughs> I don't think I could beat an animal in a fight. Like largest, like I, I think tortoise is like th the biggest it's going to get. And it's less about its size and more about the fact that like, I know I could just flip it over yeah and i would win yeah i don't think i could beat an animal in a fight i really don't mate maybe a giraffe they're just too if i get that giraffe on its side yeah yeah that's why giraffes can't can't sleep uh laying down because if they get up they'll they'll die oh. their head their heads are too heavy they're, they'll be stuck on their side forever makes sense so giraffe that's my final answer trying to get a sleeper hold on a giraffe yeah, that uh, that's a fight I want to see. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, question eight. Who's someone you look up to? Who's someone I look up to? Well, I mean, I'm kind of short, so technically I look up to everyone. But <laughs> um, otherwise, like, inspirationally, I look up to a lot of people. Like, growing up, I, I looked up to my dad um, because he was, like, the provider for the family right and he like went to work all the time and even when he was sick he went to work and you know he he you know he gave us the he gave me the life that i had and that i'm very grateful for that and i'm forever grateful i'm still grateful to this day yeah. um people i look up to so i'm the oldest in my family so i have a younger brother but i'm the oldest child so i didn't have like an older brother to look up to but um my family friend brandon who is a couple years older than me um very like very close family friends um basically cousins like you know we'd call each other cousins yeah um he was definitely like the person i looked up to that was like closer to my age the person that i always wanted to be like like i would be basically in his shadow all the time yeah um he's just a cool dude you know he liked video games he was smart uh he was like played in a band like he, he just kind of like did it all and i was just like damn that's a cool guy i want to be like him i want to be like him um and, you know, even to this day, like, you know, he does, he does a lot of really great, uh, activism work and stuff like that. And he lives, in, we live in the same area. So I'm always, you know, talking to him and seeing him and, and doing a lot of work with him. Uh, and so like, even to this day, I guess I would say I still look up to, up to him. Um, but like career wise, um, the longest time it was Ben Moore, formerly VZ Allies. Like that was by and far, like when I got into this industry, that was my, like my biggest inspiration yeah. for sure. Picked a good one. Yeah. Uh, question nine. First album you bought with your own money. Okay, so this, there's, a, again, there's a story. There's always a story. Um, 
first album I bought with my own money was for my birthday. I think when I turned 12 or 13, mm-hmm. my mom took me and a couple of friends into New York City. Um, and, you know, my dad was at work. So the, the plan was like, we were going to go shopping and like hang out and then go meet my dad for dinner when he was on his dinner mm-hmm. break. So like we'd all be together and my friends would be there and we'd like eat. So we went into the city and in Times Square, there was a Virgin Records that used to be there. Yes. And we walked around and I was looking at CDs and I was like, I and my mom and part of the gift was like my mom gave me some money to like buy some stuff while we were in the city. You know, not a ton of money, but you know, something that I could like pick out my own gift. Basically, my gift was the trip and all this stuff. Yeah. So walking around Virgin Records. And I'm with my friends, and they're like, you know, at that point, we're listening to a lot of, like, punk and ska. So we're listening to a lot of, like, Rancid and uh, The Addicts, and we're listening to, like, Straight Out Manifesto and Rubik Fish and stuff like that. And so I'm like, oh, let me see if they have any of that. They didn't have any of that. So then I'm like, okay, well, let me get something classic. So I was like, let me get uh, a Led Zeppelin album. You know, I've been meaning to listen to them forever. I, I didn't really, you know, grow up listening to, to Zeppelin. Yeah. So, like, let me buy one of their albums. So I pick up, I don't even know the name of the album. It's the one with Immigrant Song on it. Um, But the reason I don't know the name of the album is because I bought the album and then realized it was a different band covering Led Zeppelin. Oh, I didn't even buy the Led Zeppelin album. (laughs) I bought some like mix of random covers of their songs. And now that's what I call Zeppelin. Like, yeah, (laughs) it was basically something like that. And I was like. All right, well, I guess I got this weird cover of Led Zeppelin album now. And so my first album was some sort of weird amalgamation of Led Zeppelin songs, not performed by Led Zeppelin. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> uh, I'm sure just as good. I'm sure just as good. It was fine. It was a fine album. I, like, know the songs, you know? I'm like, okay, I, that yeah, I know that one. All right. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard Led Zeppelin sing these songs, but I know them. <laughs> Uh, question 10, what's your go-to karaoke song? White House's Vanessa Carlton. Mm. That's it. Like, that is, that is on my, my hinge bio for, for dating apps. It's like, what's your go-to karaoke song? I'm like, White House's Vanessa Carlton. Jenny screamed out and ain't no more. <laughs> I'm ready to go. You, you put on some Vanessa Carlton, I'm there. Oh. Only I wish I had a backing track right now I could just start playing, but <laughs> uh Little Bungalow with some strange new friends. It's a great song. It's a great song. Uh question eleven. What's the last song that you listened to? Um the last song that I listened to was um Career Day, uh a friend's band of mine put out their record on last Friday. And uh, I was listening to that, so it was "Views from the Five One Six, which is the opening track on that album. Very and cool. uh, yeah, it's just a pop punk album. It's very good. Nice. Uh, question twelve: What's a band or musical artist you want to hear more from? Julian Baker. Hmm. She um she put out her last album last year, and no matter how many albums she puts out, I just want another one. I just keep wanting more. Like some of the saddest music you will ever listen to, just just be forewarned. Yeah. But it is beautiful, and I've seen her live, and I love I love her music. And uh, if you ever need a good cry, Julian Baker. Wow, powerful! Perfect. I love it. Yeah. Uh, question thirteen. We might have just gotten it. 
A song that brings the most emotion out of you. Sour Breath, Julian Baker. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, question 14. What's your favorite music video? Oh, it's funny. It's funny you asked this question because uh, I was on vacation last weekend and uh, we spent a whole night just watching old 90s music videos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the my favorite music video to watch because of how bad it is is um three door th- three doors down kryptonite um a banger of a song it's a bizarre say. music video yeah. it's a good song but the music video it's like they did like birdman but what if the dude was old and in a diaper and all these old people are in like different superhero it's bizarre it's truly wow. bizarre um it's a real it's a real banger of a music <laughs> video uh question 15 you got a million dollars, but you have to donate it all to charity. What charity is it going to? I think I would put it towards Broadway Cares, which is, um, it goes towards, um, like, AIDS prevention and research. Um, it's a charity that I've worked very closely with on my time on Broadway, and, uh, something I've raised a lot of money for, like, through work yeah. and stuff, and so that's a charity that's, like, kind of near and dear to me. That's incredible. I would donate it all to yeah. that. Uh, question 16. Favorite holiday? Ooh. I feel like I'm boring if I say Halloween, but it's definitely Halloween. Halloween has a lot of upside. Like, it's, it's real good. Yeah. The only problem with Halloween is you don't, it's not a national holiday, so you don't get off for it. That's like the one downside to Halloween. And it's not Halloween's fault. But, you know hard when you're looking at like christmas and you're like i get like a whole week off that's like pretty good but uh halloween definitely celebration wise aesthetic wise just all of it time of year it's right by my birthday weather wise yeah that's yeah hoodie weather oh Mm, yeah chef's kiss (laughs) uh question 17 what's your go-to drink when you walk into a coffee shop i am the person that will always get a an iced coffee with oat milk, no matter what time of year it is. Nice. It could be negative two degrees outside, and I'm still getting a nice coffee. <laughs> I respect it. That is my my go to. Yeah. No sugar, but a little bit of milk. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Eighteen. Spell the word. Gray. I see what you're doing here. All right. Uh, G R E Y. Wow. With no hesitation. I am an EY person. I am not an AY person, if that's what you were trying. That's what you were trying to get out of me. <laughs> you know what to do, Team AY. You see how this is going <laughs> here. Uh, question 19. What's your prized possession? You know, again, that's an answer that's changed over the years, but I think as of last week, it is the Axiom Verge 1 and 2 strategy guide that I wrote, that Ooh. I co-wrote. Now that that is in my possession and I own a book that I wrote or co-wrote rather, that's that's it. I mean, like I'm getting it framed. Like that's my, like that is the most work I've ever done on a single project. As well, you should get it framed. I mean, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Also, how great are those games? Like, I feel incredible. like they're not talked really about incredible. enough in the. I kind of hate the term, but Metroidvania category at this point. Like, they're unreal. Yeah. It, 
it's weird. I think one got a lot of like praise because it kind of came out of nowhere and was like, oh, this is incredible. It's made by like one person. Like it's so good. And then two came out and like, I think it just kind of hit at a, not a great time. It yeah. also shadow dropped. So a lot of people like missed the initial wave of it. Like, but it, they're, they're both fantastic. If, if you're a fan of that genre, I cannot recommend them enough. Yeah. For real. Uh, question 20. Are you competitive? Uh, I would say for most things, no. Um, but things I really, really, really care about, yes. Um, work, like work wise, I want to be the best. Like, even, even just version of myself. Yeah. Like, I want to put out the, if I'm writing a guide on something, I want to make sure I put out the best guide. Right? Like, I want to make sure that I am the definitive person to go to for this thing and that part of me is competitive but most of the time if it's like oh we both want this thing like i'm not gonna fight you for it like you can just have it like that's fine like i don't i don't need it you know what i mean yeah i'm i'm more cooperative in a lot of in a lot of ways oh, i gotcha i gotcha uh question 21 do you consider golf a sport oh absolutely Wow. Without a doubt. EY and golf is a sport? Oh. <laughs> if Look, they... I used to play golf. I love golf. Hey, it takes more skill than I could ever have. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, games of skill are still, like, sports of skill are still sports, right? Like, yeah. Oh, I gotcha. 22? Well, have you ever played any sports? So golf was a, um, that's like a hobby. More of just like a uh, when I was in like post college and still living on Long Island, uh, me and my friends, you know, we would just go to we'd go to the driving range a lot, but then we'd also go play like nine or eighteen holes. I don't really play golf much anymore, mm. uh, especially I don't live in an area that's like conducive to playing golf regularly. Um, growing up, I played baseball, soccer, um, but then I kind of just stopped playing sports at a certain age. Yeah. I think like once I got into high school and it became like you have to like be part of a team and try out and do all those things. Again, going back to the competitive thing, I was like, you could, you could do that. I don't, I'm good. I don't need it. <laughs> Hard pass on that. Yeah. Uh, 23, favorite sport to watch? Hockey. Mm. I am a, I'm a hockey fan. Oh, now, here's the dreaded question. As I am a Jersey boy, as is known, famously. So you're a Devils fan. I have to be a Devils fan. I have a hat somewhere around here. Uh, <laughs> which means you're either Islanders or Rangers, I would imagine. But hey, who am I to put someone in a box? That's not what this show is. I have to go Islanders. You are uh, correct. I'm an Islanders fan. Yeah. I have a custom pair of Islanders shoes. Custom? They only made they oh. only made like two or three hundred of them, and I have. I have one of them. Wow. One pair. I have a pair. I don't just have one shoe. I have both shoes, to be clear. They're um, so rare, I only have the left one. <laughs> they're so rare, I could only get the <laughs> left one. Yeah, exactly. Incredible. No, I, I, I've I, been a long-time Islanders fan. I respect it. I respect it. Through all the heartache. We can have a common bond that the Rangers just <laughs> suck. <so. laughs> yeah. Look, that's the thing. Is like, is like, you being a Devils fan is not a problem. If you were in jersey and we're a rangers fan then we'd have yes. a problem because i'd be like you you don't even live there and you're still choosing yeah. wrong like how do you do that 100 percent agree 
24. Theme parks? I don't know. I, I actually have not been to a theme park in so long. Mm. Um, and that's just because, like, I haven't been to Florida to go to, like, Disney or anything since I was probably, like, 12 or 13. Yeah. No, even even less than that. I haven't been to Florida since I was, like, 8. But I went to California to visit family when I was, like, 13, and that's when we went to... Is that one Disneyland? Yeah. Disney World? I don't... I always get the two yeah. mixed up. Whatever the smaller one is in California, that's the one I went to. And I, I, I had a great time. I'd absolutely go back. It's just, like, when I'm making a vacation or making travel plans, that's not, like, the top of my list of things I want to yeah. do. But if I ever went to Florida or had to go to California for, like, work, I'd absolutely try to make a stop at, at a theme park. I like it. I like it. Question 25. Dubbed the Ron Bennington after famous radio personality. Okay. You're standing in a wrestling ring, and a wave of nine-year-olds, a random mix of boys and girls, are coming down to the ring to fight you. How many nine-year-olds could you beat in this fight? How many am I? Are they all coming at me at once? Correct. So I'm having like so like the number I say is like how many could I take on at one time and win? Correct. There's one single wave of X, and you'd okay. probably and lose if it was X plus one. Okay, I'd say ten. I think I could take ten nine year olds. I think eleven. I'd be gassed. I'd be out of it. Yeah. No, I. I think that's a very respectable number. More than two per limb. You're taking them on all sides. Yeah, I could see Yeah, this. if I just kind of, like, swing my arms wildly, I think I could hit about four or five with each swing and knock them down. Yeah. But I don't think I have it in me for a third swing. Mmm. So I think I could, I could hit them both and be done. Yeah. Like a fan attack. Yeah. Yeah. Question 26. What's a game you know you can win? This is a tough question. It is. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. It's just like, hmm, a game I know I could win. Yeah, the way I always like phrase or uh, contextualizing it is as a, a devil came down to Georgia type scenario, and you have to you have to bet your soul in a game of blank. You know, I think I could beat anyone at Guitar Hero. Ooh, I think I could do that. Guitar Hero. I think I can OG. play. I think any of the ones that use the standard Guitar Hero guitar. Gotcha. Once you get into the ones that have like the the slides and all the other weird stuff, yeah. like World Tour or Live that has like the other stuff in it, I don't think I could do that. But I think I could play Guitar Hero well enough on Expert that like I could beat the majority of my opponents. Yeah. I think I think I'm like at that level where I'm not like perfect, but I'm high enough that I think I could do it. I love it. I believe in you. Uh, here's a side question. What song are you picking? Ooh. You and the um, devil, 1v1. <laughs> so it would be funny to do The Devil Went Down to Georgia, because it is in Guitar Hero 3. True. But I think I would do The Trooper by Iron Maiden on the 360 version, because that was an exclusive, and that song rips. Mm. Was that an exclusive? For 360, yeah. Interesting. The Trooper. Well, okay, so I don't know if it was exclusive like going forward but it was not on the ps2 version gotcha gotcha iron maiden famously hates playstation 2s uh <laughs> uh 27 what topic can you discuss the most 
Uh, have you heard of the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV with ex- with major expansion Heaven's Word, where you could play up to free, as a free trial where you could play up to level 60? Because I could talk about Final Fantasy XIV for probably 10 years. I was waiting for it to come up at some point here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that Final Fantasy XIV sure snuck up and just enraptured people. Like, people yeah. love that game. And when it released, people did not like did that not. game. <laughs> Did not. I mean, I think it's such a t- it's such a testament, and I, I promise you, I won't go on for ten years about Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen. But I think it is such a testament to uh, Naoki Yoshida who stepped in on that project, and it's so successful that now he's leading Final Fantasy sixteen. Like, yeah, he is a, a very like obviously there's a team of people that make fourteen, and they're all very very good at their jobs. But like, I think Yoshi P is just like such a visionary for Square and such a like boon to that company and the Final Fantasy series. And so um, 14 just takes the best of the Final Fantasy series and really just kind of like wraps you in it. And it's it's really great. I love it. And I am looking forward to 16 quite a bit, I gotta say. Yes. Uh, question 28. Favorite place you visited? Um, so about four years ago, my cousin got married in Costa Rica. In, in Cuepos, Costa Rica. And the cool thing about that was... So the answer, to be short, is Costa Rica. Okay. The long answer is... Um, he didn't get married on, like, a resort. Like, they got married, like, in Costa Rica. Like, like my parents and I rented, like, a like a, like a a small villa-type... Villa's maybe the strong word. But, like, like a small, like, apartment, basically, yeah. in Costa Rica. Like, we were, like, just with people. Like, we were just on a street... Like, we walked everywhere, like, it was beautiful outside, we were right by the water, and, like, it wasn't one of these things where you, like, go to a destination wedding, and you're just on a resort the whole time, and it's very, like, Americanized. Yeah. Um, it was really just, like, no, you, we were just living in Costa Rica for a week, and, like, I got to see all these animals, I got to go on all these tours of different places and animal sanctuaries, and just, like, that place is beautiful. It's hot. It's very, very hot, and it's a pain in the neck to get to, <laughs> but it is beautiful. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, 29. What's your catchphrase? Um, I used to say simmer down a lot. Mm. That was my thing. I would always be like, yeah, just simmer down. Just please simmer down. Um, Bazinga's already taken. I can't take that one. That's like, true. True. Dang. Um, I don't know if I have, I don't know if I have a catchphrase. I don't really, I don't know if there's like anything pat patented that's like uniquely jesse that's said i do say sicko a lot i will say like oh i love like you're a real sicko we'll go with that okay use that take you're a real sicko (laughs) that's the one that's the one going on the action figure uh question 30 what's the best costume or cosplay you ever wore this is kind of a cheap answer but i'm gonna i'm gonna use it because i can uh so i used to work on broadway i still do work on broadway it's like a part-time thing now um, I worked on the show To Kill a Mockingbird with Jeff Daniels nice. back in 2018. Nice. And we had to wear costumes because I had to be on stage to move stuff around. I used to be a stagehand. Oh, so gotcha. I was moving stuff around. And so I used to have to wear a costume for that. And I was just like a village person. And I wore like suspenders and like I had a jacket and a hat. And like I still, I, you didn't hear this from me, but oh. I definitely stole parts of my costume when that show closed <laughs> and I have it in my closet. Um, 
Take but it was that, cool Daniels. to wear like a <laughs> it was cool to wear a like professional costume like i got dressed by a wardrobe person like and they were like it's one of the state chants why why is this person here? i'm like haha I'll put my costume on let's go like i'm ready <laughs> um and so i think that's like the best costume i've ever worn because it's just like not only did i get to wear it i got to be on a broadway stage just like doing my job in front of 1600 people had to pay money to see me walk around with a chair like that's pretty cool, and so uh, that's probably my favorite costume. Worth the price of admission right there. Yeah. Uh, Watch me wheel out that table. <laughs> 31. Have you ever had anything named after you? I feel like at one point somebody in the industry did an XCOM 2 run where they named a bunch of their characters after other friends, mm. and I was definitely involved in that at some point. Um, but I've never had like a, like a pet or like a person or anything like that named after me. Definitely some video game characters, maybe a Pokemon or two. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I gotcha. This is where legally I'm obligated to say I did have a hot dog named after me. Yes, it's really oh. cool. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Wait, that rules. I know. It's it's that's the one off the bucket list, like for sure. Where? Uh the it, they've been out of business. Uh oh. <laughs> possibly because I, was like, of I gotta me. go get I it. I don't know. <laughs> um, Wait, that, that's awesome. Yeah. Chorizo sausage, fried plantains, and a spicy uh cheese sauce on top. Wait, that sounds delicious. It was. <laughs> fried plantains, that's a good pick. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Buell. Nah, may no. it live forever. Uh, 32. Hobby you dedicated the most time to? I guess, like, technically the answer is video games, right? Yeah. Um, But my other hobby... This is, this is the weird thing. Mm -hmm. Do you consider collecting things a hobby? Because some people don't. I would say so. Especially if it's a more targeted collection. If it's just, you know, if you just decorate, I wouldn't call that <laughs> exactly a hobby. But, like, if you have a targeted collection of something, whatever that thing may be, yeah, it's... Because I, I collect vinyl, Ooh. and I have for, like, ten years. That's so good. I have probably about 350 to 400 vinyl in my apartment. Um, and so that's a big hobby of mine. I used to collect sneakers for a long time. Um, I also don't know how many things you have to collect before you're just hoarding. Um, because I also collect enamel pins. Um, and so I have three collections and that's like, everyone's like, oh, you should collect physical games. And I'm like, no, I can't put any more physical <laughs> stuff in my apartment. It won't fit. Yeah. Um, but vinyl's the big one. That's the one that I like keep up to date with. That's really cool. Uh, see question 33. Who's a celebrity you've had a crush on? I think I'm pretty open about this one. Uh, Gillian Jacobs. She was on Community. Mm -hmm. She played Britta. Um, she was also in the show Love. Uh, that is that is my celebrity crush, for sure. Well, do I have a surprise for you, Jesse? Gillian, come on out here! Oh, <laughs> I wish. Oh, no. be like that video of uh, oh, what's her name? Never mind. Don't forget. I will not remember her name. <laughs> I was gonna say every ellen degeneres yeah the, yeah it's, it's the ellen degeneres clip with the with the actress and the the sloth and i cannot remember her name she's married to owen wilson or dak no dak shepherd i don't remember her name Kristen something Kristen oh snow um is that her name she was in the good place yeah 
name escapes me too. Couldn't tell you her name. Hey, leave it in the comments. There's no comments. This is a podcast. Uh, but <laughs> leave it in the comments, I'll say. Leave it in the comments. But leave a review with just her name. <laughs> Please. <laughs> That's it. No other words. Five stars, just her name. Please. I'm sitting at my computer. I could look it up, but I refuse. <laughs> There's no time, Jesse. There's no time. <laughs> <laughs> we have 99 questions. <laughs> Uh, question 34. What's the strangest job you've ever had? Yeah, okay, I think this one's strange enough. Um, so, when I was this, so I mentioned before that I used to work on Broadway. Mm -hmm. Um, so, before that, I mean, during that, um, I used to take a bunch of, like, other, like, stagehand gigs. Well, even if they weren't union, I would just kind of take whatever I could get when I was kind of going through college. Yeah. Uh, and I worked on Electric Zoo, the um, the like EDM festival yeah. on Randall's Island, and it was a non-union job uh, that I took. And it basically, I worked the site crew, which means that they kind of just like do whatever one else doesn't want to do. So for hours upon hours, I just laid down bike rack. So like you know when you go to like a show or something and they snake you through to those lines. Oh yeah. I'm the person who did that across the entire festival. Wow. For, like, a week. And, like, it's the most, like, mind-numbingly boring job. And you're out in the heat, and it's, like, you're doing, like, 12-hour days. And it's just, like... Oof. And then people just climb over it anyway. So it's, like, it's what's the point? Yeah. Um, we did have to, though... Um, I was also responsible. I, I, it was a team of us. We were also responsible for, like, helping the shipments of, like, water and food and stuff that the vendors would sell. But they had just resodded the lawn because it got messed up during Governor's Ball, like, a couple weeks prior. And so they spent, like, millions of dollars to resod this entire lawn. So we weren't allowed to drive the forklifts on the grass directly. So we had to lay down masonite planks. So we had to lay down, basically, like, a, a half a mile long sheet of masonite, like, things of masonite yeah. so this forklift could drive onto the middle of the grass and drop down pallets of food and then could not turn around and had to just back it up all the way back to the, the path and so we would then have to pick up the masonite as the forklift like backed up over <laughs> it and it was truly bizarre whatever you were paid for that it wasn't enough it was not enough i tell you right now it definitely was not enough yeah no but i was a broke college kid looking for work so that's what i did Incredible. Uh, 35? Book you'd recommend the world to read? Um, I have two answers, if that is okay. Absolutely the first one, not. No. I think is... <laughs> <laughs> the first one is, uh, I think, a little bit more of a boring answer, but I think it is a good book. It's uh, Scar Tissue. It's the Anthony Kiedis of the mm. Red Hot Chili Peppers autobiography. Yeah. I think it's just a fascinating read into like the early life of the Chili Peppers. And, like, just a bizarre look at that dude's life. Um, and then the other book is one that I was actually recommended to by, uh, from a guy at work who lent it to me, um, Broadway work. And it's called In Search of Captain Zero. And it's about these two dudes who used to live in Montauk, like, long-ass time ago, like, 50 years ago or whatever. And uh, one of his friends goes to, like, Central America to go surfing and, like, never comes back. And so this dude basically rents a van and drives down to Central America to like go looking for his surfer friend. And it's it's like a true story. Wow. And it's like all of his adventures through that and how he gets like embroiled in like the drug trade and like he ends up helping these kids like move pot through like this house. Like it's just bizarre story after bizarre story. 
if you couldn't sense a theme between these two books, I really like people that get embroiled in really bizarre situations. Yeah. And so both of those books, I think, are pretty good. Sounds incredible. Yeah. Uh, 36. A movie that always makes you laugh. Silly answer. But Daddy Daycare. Hmm. The Eddie Murphy movie. Yeah. Just a solid movie. Jeff Garner? Just really, really, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's running around, and he's like, we gotta get these kids Ritalin and leashes, and he's just running around the house, and I'm just like, that line every time gets me, I don't know why. I'm just like, hell yeah, alright. I love it, I love it. Uh, 37, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? So I don't, I don't watch a, I don't watch a ton of movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a movie, I wouldn't consider myself a movie buff, but I've definitely seen some bad movies. It's definitely not the worst movie I've ever seen, but I really do think that Avatar is a terrible movie. James Cameron Avatar. Mm. Like, I want to put that into the world. I think it is absolutely a, ter- a terrible movie. Um, but like, it's definitely not the worst. But like, worst movie I've ever seen. Oh, oh I don't know. Um, I'm trying to like rack my brain for all the movies I've seen. Yeah. Um, we're gonna stick with Avatar. I can't think of anything. Hey, Avatar by default. You've unobtained the title of worst movie. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, but exactly, right? <laughs> unobtained, I'm like, get out of here. I'm done with you. Not great. Uh, 38. Who's your favorite actor or actress? So I am a big fan of Jeremy Allen White, who uh, was in Shameless and then just recently was the star of The Bear on Hulu. Mm, yes. Um, big, big fan of, of him, and I'm happy that like more people are know him as not just lip from shameless because i do think he's a really 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 good actor and i think the bear proved that yeah in a lot of ways um also like you know the the late uh james gandolfini from the sopranos tony soprano um also like a favorite of mine for sure great choices uh 39 how cool was it in jurassic park when the raptors are running through the kitchen pretty cool you know i'm not a big jurassic park person Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'll give the raptors are cool. Yeah. Kitchens are cool. Raptors are cool. Hard to create. Great time. <laughs> Great time out by all. Uh question forty. First show as a kid you got really into. Teen Titans. Ooh. Excellent choice. It's a big big one for my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. The whole Slade arc with Robin. Oh, Chef's Kiss. Just incredible. Better than it had. Better than it should have been, I dare should say. Have been. Yeah. 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 They 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 drew some real emotion out of those characters in a way that as a kid I was not ready for. Yeah. Uh forty one. Who should play you in a movie of your life? Uh Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. 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 You've thought of this. That's that's I... <laughs> So I've not thought good. of it. I've been told it oh, a lot. Yeah. And so I've just internalized it. <laughs> we'll get Mr. Galifianakis on the phone. I'll get up. Yeah, we'll get him. Uh, 42. Who's the biggest celebrity you've ever met in person? <sighs> Again, so I've worked on Broadway. So this list is long. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a humble brag. That is just the way my life has gone. Um, I think biggest by name is probably Billy Crystal. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I've worked very closely with people like Jeff Daniels, um, Ed, Ed Harris. Um, I have met Vanessa Williams. Um, 
who else have I read? Bette Midler is also a big one that I worked very closely oh, with. David Hyde Pierce. Um, yeah, I worked on Hello Dolly with them. They're very, very good people. And, like, I say work, but, like, you spend so much time in the theater that, like, you were with these people six days of the week. Yeah. Because you only have one day off a week. And so, like, you end up just becoming very close with all of these people. Um, so, yeah, pick one of those. I mean, whichever, whichever one you want. Every actor's is big to somebody. Yeah. To me, I just call them my friends. They don't remember me. I could guarantee you they don't remember me. Uh, question 43. TV show or podcast that you love, but you don't think anyone else knows about. With social media, it's so hard to gauge like who does and doesn't know about something, because I, sometimes I see a lot of people talking about something, and then it turns out it's just those people. Yeah. Um, or like vice versa. Um, you know what? I'm going to use this time to talk about a good podcast that I like mm-hmm. called The Great Games Debate. Oh, I think that's a good show. podcast yeah. that I, I've been on a few times, and I, I love I love those folks over there, and I listen to it, and I like it a lot, and I think more people should listen to it. Yeah, I agree with you. I was on an episode, uh, yeah. I debated how good Fantasy Star 4 was, and hell yeah, <laughs> because that game rules, and more people deserve to know that. Uh, 44. Favorite comedian? Um, big fan of Mike Birbiglia. Hmm. Uh, I think Mike's got some real good specials, but I think my favorite comedian is Chris Gethard. Um, Chris Gethard has my favorite stand-up special, which is called Career Suicide, and it blends talking about real-life problems and mental health, but also making it funny without being the butt of the joke yeah. in a really, really interesting way. And to tie it back into my one of your earlier questions about vinyl, I actually have that stand-up on vinyl. Oh. And I listen to it quite often, because that special is very, like, just it, it just hits in the right spots, and it's also hysterical. Yeah, very nice. Uh, 45 Best Saturday Night Live cast member. Don't I don't watch a lot of Saturday Night Live. Actually, I watch very little Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like Pete Davidson a quite quite a bit. Um, Rachel Dratch is probably my favorite. I I would say. Um, I don't know how I don't know how long it's been since Rachel's been on, but um, probably twenty years. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I recently saw her in the Broadway production that she was on, and she is just the funniest person. Oh wow, she is so funny. See, I um, love but that. yeah, I love that. I would go. Yeah. Uh, forty-six. What's the nerdiest thing you've ever done? I do a lot of nerdy things, so I'm trying to like figure out on the totem pole, like where. I have a good. I have a good one. Okay. I was on vacation last week. Mm-hmm. Um, off of work, not required to do any work. <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen had a live letter, which is when their producer talk about their producers talk about the upcoming patch that's coming out those air japanese time so it's like 6 a.m our time wow eastern time okay on my vacation while i was in vermont i got up at 6 a.m while everyone else in the house i was i was on vacation with like 11 of my friends sat down at the kitchen table opened up my laptop brewed a cup of coffee and just watched five hours of this live letter stream okay while i was on vacation because i wanted to know i wanted to know what was going on in final fantasy 14 i wanted to know what was going to come out at first, I was going to say, well, not that nerdy. 
I didn't realize the length of the stream. <laughs> so they vary. So I didn't know it was going to be. It was probably like four and a half hours, but like Still. it ended somewhere around ten thirty, and like it probably got started around six fifteen, six thirty, something like that. Wow! And I was just like having a great time while I was on vacation. I was like, no, this is ideal. This is the <laughs> ideal thing to do. My friends would like were waking up per- sporadically and like coming downstairs. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just I gotta watch a thing, you know. And it's in Japanese, so you have to pull up the live translation it through their Discord uh... server. So. They're like, you're just listening to Japanese. I'm like, no, no, I've got the translations right here. Look, this is what they're saying. In yeah, no, this this yeah. qualifies. <laughs> it has layers. The more I hear about it, the more this absolutely qualifies. <laughs> uh, forty-seven. Least favorite state. I have not been to every state, mm-hmm. but I am not particularly fond of Ohio. Interesting. I don't have a real reason. It's just a vibes thing. Okay. It's just a vibes thing. You hear that, Ohio? It just seems like a bad time. Step your game up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 48. Best thing you've ever won. One time, I... Again, this goes back to collecting vinyl. I, uh, I was... I bought this vinyl record. That was limited edition, and it was a compilation of a bunch of different bands, um, all produced by the same producer. And basically, they put out this thing for charity. And it was like, hey, you know, you buy this thing, it's for charity. Like, all the money goes, I don't remember what charity it was. This was over 10 years ago, or about 10 years ago at this point. Uh, and they, they got delayed. Like, the, the printing of them got messed up, and it ended up taking, like, four months longer than it was supposed to. And when I buy vinyl, I forget about it, and then it shows up like months later, and I'm like, oh, right, I bought this. Okay, let me put it in the collection. And so, to me, it's no skin off my back if like something gets delayed. It's like, that's fine. I'll listen to it when it comes out. I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, but the producer was like emailing and was like, I'm so sorry. Like, it's, it's delayed to like, you know, chain emails to everyone who bought it. And then they decided that they were going to hold a raffle. Basically, all the people that pre-ordered this thing were going to get put in a raffle to come to uh his music studio and watch some of those bands perform live oh and so i won that raffle uh i could not go because i had to work but i did win it and i could have gone to see some of my favorite bands perform for just me in a studio so i think that counts that's still like the best thing i've won i didn't get to experience it but i did win it i'm checking with the judges yeah they're gonna allow it i (laughs) yeah very very nice. Very nice. Uh, 49. I think I know the answer here. Is there anything you've collected or had a collection of? Nope. Never collected a thing a day in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we got enamel pins, we got vinyl, we got shoes. And Pokemon cards, too, I guess now. I do collect Pokemon cards. I forgot to mention that one. See, I knew you were going to ask, so I saved one for you. <laughs> you saved the one. It's Are you going down that rabbit hole of the graded cards now? That's the that's I haven't the gotten any of my stuff and... graded, but I do. Yeah, it's out of reach. But I have like the the plas- the hard plastic covers for my cards. So like I sleeve them and then put them in the hard plastic. Um, somewhere in a drawer over here, I just have all my cards. Um, but I'll buy like I- I've become the person that will like go to if I'm at like Seven Eleven or a Target and I see like packs of Pokemon cards, I'll buy like three or four of them, and then I'll I'll open them and see if I get anything. I'm not like spending hundreds of dollars 
but I have become the person that is like, no, I'm going to buy these. They're in, they're in my vision. I'm going to buy them. Yeah. Get a, a pack or two. I mean, who knows what's in there? Yeah. You know, you, you spent like eight bucks. It's like fun. You get the dopamine for a second. It's good. It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, question 50. Dubbed the Ryan Davis. You're in a fight to the death. With another person equal to your size. I know where going. You're offered either an aluminum baseball bat or a six-inch non-serrated knife. Knowing the other weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent. Which do you choose? So we're doing knife, knife or bat. Okay. Or bat. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. As soon as you said Ryan Davis, I was like, okay, we're doing the we're doing knife or bat, huh? All right. Oh yeah. Um, I am team knife. I will always be team knife. The questions I stole from someone else, I, I, I at least attribute. It's but it's but that's the thing is it's a great question because it really promotes. Yeah. I think I don't remember who has made this argument, but I'm going to make the same argument, which is mm-hmm. I think I could take a hit from a bat to get in close enough with the knife. I think I yes. could take one hit. Again, protecting your head. Like, if I go in low with, like, my, my arm over my head, whatever side the bat's coming on, I can yeah. get it with the knife. That's all. You only need one stab with the knife. You're good. That is that is my answer. Just knife all the way. And here we are. Back again. Reading mid-roll ads. But before we get to more wonderful episode with the great Jesse Vitale, we gotta shout out the people who do the music for this show, like the song you're hearing right now from the Mini Vandals, or the song that's gonna play us back from break from DJ Williams, the opening from Diala, or the closing song from Single Friend all wonderful, all fantastic, and hey, you know, instead of giving us a review this week, how about you just, like, text a friend? Tell him, hey, I think you might like this. There's a trailer on the Twitter page. You send him that. It's on Spotify, Dad. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Let's get back to the show. We got one more thing before we get back to the show. Something brand new, something I'm very excited about. It's the 99 Questions... Hotline? Hotline. Sure, that's what we're going to go with. I created a phone number for you to call. You can leave me a voicemail. If you have questions for me, if you have questions about the show, if you have questions for future guests, you can call in, leave a voicemail, and your voice might be the one actually asking the question live on the show. Well, not live. It's pre-recorded. But you know what I mean. I got the number right here. 732-592-592. 9838. That spells out Real Wax Vet. That's right. Real Wax Vet. Like a veterinarian who's really made of wax. I don't know. All the good numbers are taken, so this is the closest one I could get. Real Wax Vet. One more time, that's 732-592-9838. Give it a call, leave a message, have a great day. Jesse, 
you mentioned earlier, a broad path of careers that you were interested in going down. Uh, how did you get into this wacky world that is games journalism? Uh, feels like everyone has an odd story to get here. Uh, some odder than others, but yeah, uh, I'm genuinely curious. How, how did you, uh, how'd you start doing this? Yeah. So, um, it, my, I think mine's, mine's a little weird. It, I don't think it's as weird as some others, but it's definitely, it's definitely something. Um, so the video game, I've, I've always loved video games, you know, like many other people that are in this medium, like, right. We, we all love games to a certain extent. Yeah. They're a big part of my life. They're formative to my childhood and my growth. Uh, something I never stopped playing despite a lot of my friends did stop playing or became way less interested in them. Um, however, uh, when Dest, so when the PS4 came out, I bought it, didn't really play anything on it. You know, PS4 kind of had like a dry first year. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until Destiny came out that I kind of started using my PlayStation again. Mm. And Destiny was like so hype before it came out. Everyone was going to buy it. Everyone bought it and played it. And, you know, Destiny was what it was. Uh, Despite it's actually one of my top five favorite games of all time, but that's a different story. Uh Um, So I became really into Destiny and I ended up like rekindling a friendship with an old friend on PlayStation and like his friends. And we all used to play Destiny together all the time. We like were super into it and whatever. Yeah. And so I texted my friend Mike, who, you know, was like going to school for like game development and all this stuff. So he's like my one game friend that I could kind of talk to all the time. And so I was asking him for microphone recommendations because I wanted to get into streaming because like everyone else, the pipeline is like you play one game and then you're like, I could be a streamer. And so that was my brain. And so I was like, oh, what's a good microphone? And instead of giving me a recommendation, he turned around and said, I have a video game. uh, I have like a section of the newspaper at my school for video games and we have a website. Would you like to write for the website? Mm. And I was like, that is a very different offer. Um (laughs) But sure. And so um, it wasn't like paid or anything. It wasn't like I wasn't required to do anything, but it was this sort of like, I own the website. I'm like the only person who does this. Do you want to like also write on here? We can have like a little blog. Um, And so it was called Gamerations. It's a terrible name. It doesn't exist anymore. Um, But so then we brought on my other friend that I played Destiny with and and then another mutual friend of us. It was kind of the four of us. Yeah. And um, so we, we were just like writing blogs and like, you know, if somebody had something they wanted to say or a review they wanted to do, we didn't get codes for anything. We were never, like, big enough to do that. It was kind of just the four of us kind of messing around and having fun. Uh, and then that's when I kind of, that's kind of when I discovered Easy Allies and Funhouse and some of the other, like, YouTube personalities uh, on the games media side. And yeah. I started to, like, realize that, like, this is actually, like, could be a career. It never, like, dawned on me that, like, someone writes Game Informer. Like, it it didn't connect with me that that's a a career for somebody, right? Yeah. And this was 2016, because one of my friends that I wrote, I wrote on Gamerations with my friend Dan, uh, the one who got me the the gift, the the art that I was talking about earlier, um, he showed me uh, Brandon Plays Pokemon from from Easy Allies, uh, and that was like, that clicked with me, and I was like, oh, this is a really interesting series. This dude's going through Pokemon for the first time. I have to watch all of this. And it was only, there was only like two episodes out at the time. Uh, and so then once I watched both those episodes, I started watching like more of their stuff and got really into them. I was like, Oh, okay. Like I like something like switched in me. And I was like, no, this is what I want to do. This is like, this would be great. So the next day I started up 
the Gamer Nation's YouTube channel. We started a podcast. Like, we went all in on it. Yeah. And, like, we did okay. The The podcast and the YouTube channel definitely did better than our written stuff. Um, And then, after, like, a year of doing that, this was probably, like, 2017-ish now, maybe getting into 2018, Um, my other friends, like, we all graduated college, or I graduated. My other friends had just graduated. And um, they... We all got full-time jobs, or they got full-time jobs. I was working at the theater, so I worked, like, nights primarily, so I had, like, my days open, so our schedules never lined up. Yeah. And we kind of started doing less and less of this stuff. And so I started my own website uh, after we all kind of agreed that, like, we didn't have time for this thing anymore. It was called Fully Leveled. It lasted two weeks um, because mm-hmm. I applied for a bunch of jobs in the industry, and after two weeks of owning my own website, uh, I got hired at Twinfinite, and... um I became a contributor there and you know, that, that was what it was. Um, you know, mixed, mixed feelings on that. Um, but I learned a lot there. I, you know, wrote a lot of stuff. I got time with editors. I got whatever. And then I stayed there for like two years until 2020. And then, um, some dude on Twitter had mentioned that they needed a freelance writer for a website. And I was like, I'm a freelance writer. I could do this. And then it turned out it was Prima. And then I was only supposed to be there for a week. I did my news for the week, and then they were like, do you want to just work with us till the end of the year? So I ended up working with them for, like, five months, quit Twinfinite. And then January, like, 2nd, they were like, hey, we want to offer you a full-time job. Like, is that cool? And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Because during the pandemic, I wasn't working on Broadway. I couldn't. Yeah, true. Like, I was basically unemployed. And so I took that gig, and now I'm here. All because I texted my friend one time asking if uh, if he had any microphone recommendations and said he said, why don't you write about video games, you loser? <laughs> and now that's here. all it takes. I love to say it. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Uh, but we got so many we got so many more questions here. Arguably so too many. many. Uh, 51. What's your phone wallpaper right now? Um, it is it's kind of hard to see. Oh, it is my D and D party. My DM had a oh. art commissioned of our, of our Dungeons and Dragons party. Um, it was actually funny because in game we were like, oh, we should get a portrait of our characters. Like, like our character said that in yeah. in the universe. And so Tim, our DM, was like, oh, okay, like yeah, that'll take a little bit, but like we'll we'll get it to you. And then in game, like our next session, which was like two or three weeks later. Um, when we were presented with the portrait, Tim had also presented us with like the actual That's commissioned good. art that he had done. And so my phone wallpaper is our D&D party because we've been playing together now for... We finished our ca- our campaign of five years. We finished it earlier this year. What, level 1 to 20, we did the whole gamut. Wow. Um, and we just had a meeting last weekend to discuss like the next adventure we're going to do with new characters. We're all going to make different things and and my DM like crafted up this whole new story and all the stuff. So D and D is very near and dear to me. It's, it's amazing. Uh, Fifty two. What's the last thing you Googled? Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen patch six point two notes. Yeah, this is on brand. Yeah, yeah it was a work <laughs> thing actually. Of all of all the oh. things, it was something I was doing for work. <laughs> Fifty three. You have to name your next pet without seeing them. What do you name them? I'm notoriously bad at naming things. Mm-hmm. Um, despite Nick 
despite being someone who nicknames all their Pokemon, um, I can't. Do I know what type of animal it is? I have no idea. Right? This is completely. You you unknown. got a text saying you have a pet now. <laughs> what's its and name? What's its name? And you don't know. Yeah. You're gonna open the door to see it, and you have to call it something. Gotta call it something. Um, we'll go with my standard, which is Rex. R E X. But I name my like Palicos and uh, Monster Hunter. That's my go-to sort of name for things. I don't really know what's a name. That's a good one. Uh, fifty-four. What professional wrestler would you compare yourself to? So I have not watched professional wrestling since like two thousand seven. So these references will probably be all very dated. Perfect. Um, trying to think of like goofy wrestlers. Um, I think the vibe of New Day, like as an entity, is like pretty. I know that I said that they would be dated, and then I brought up like a modern wrestler, <laughs> but a group of wrestlers. Um, I, I I like the vibe of New Day, but like I I don't think I would compare myself to them. Um, there's I think it's Finn Balor. Is that the one that comes? Is one of them comes out to ska music, and I don't remember who it is. Uh, that is uh, Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn. That that that's the answer. Okay, that's that's a good one. That's yeah. a very good answer. Maybe the best thing going right now. I dare say, <laughs> hot wrestling take. Heck yeah. Uh, fifty-five. What's your comfort food on a bad day? I am a big proponent of Japanese curry. Excellent that answer. if I am going to make comfort food, I'm going to make some white rice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my Instapot out. I'm going to get some curry roux, some potatoes, some carrots, some onions, some chicken thighs, and I'm going to make myself a nice curry. Uh, now I'm hungry. Yeah. Thanks same. a lot. <laughs> I apologize. No, that's a good answer. Uh, 56. Favorite smell? I'm looking for the name of it. Please hold. Mm-hmm. I have it in front of me. Uh, that would obviously be the Tiny Tina's Wonderland's gamer candle that I have on my desk. Um, no, the real answer is vanilla. But I did have I did have a use for this Tiny Tina's Wonderland's candle that I have on my desk that was sent to me. Probably a close second. Uh, it, it honestly smells pretty good. Like I'll be real with you, it it smells pretty good. But does what v- is vanilla it, is good? What does it smell like? Wonderland. It's like a it's like a lavender. Okay. Okay. It's like a it's a calming smell, despite it telling me that it smells like chaos. That's like the descriptor on it. <laughs> What's more chaotic than <laughs> the exact opposite? <laughs> uh, fifty-seven. Best candy. Um, this might be a hot take because I don't know many people that like this candy. But specifically, the white chocolate cookies and cream Hershey bar. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't even know if they still make them. I haven't had one in a while. But as a kid, that was all I ever wanted if we went to the candy store. That was the only thing I wanted. Not a big candy person, but that is is the thing. Yeah. 58. Worst candy. Anything that's sticky. Like like taffy or like... uh, like the nerds rope mm. like stuff like that no um there was this thing that the ice cream uh truck used to sell that was like spray candy i don't know if you ever you ever it, it's literally just like a spray oh. bottle and you would spray it on your tongue and it was like juice but it was like sour oh. 
stuff like that, like anything that's like kind of gross and just like chemically, no, yeah. I'm out. Are you sure the ice cream truck didn't just have like a perfume bottle lying around? And it tasted real good. It might have been. <laughs> Although candy cigarettes, kind of rock. I'd also put that in the the earlier question. Those yeah. were fun. No, maybe they... not a great vibe to be giving kids candy cigarettes, but like they were pretty good. True. Uh, fifty nine. What's a restaurant you'd recommend? You know what? I got one. Okay, so in New York. There's a steakhouse called Frankie and Johnny's. It is not necessarily a hole in the wall. It is, it is very well known, but it is attached to the Broadway Union building. And so, like, I have to go there to, like, get my union stuff sorted out every once in a while. And yeah. we get a discount at that steakhouse because we're, like, they share the building. And so anytime there's, like, a stagehand birthday or retirement or whatever, we always go there. And they got some really killer steaks. If you're ever in the area, ever in the Times Square area and you want a good steakhouse, Frankie and Johnny's. It's a good place. Frankie and Johnny, shout out. I love it. 60. What's a food you've never eaten? Mm, I've never had quail or quail eggs. Hmm. That seems like a, like a fine dining thing. And I feel like I've had, like, I'm a pretty open person. I'll try anything once. Um, I've just never had the opportunity to, like, have quail. And that sounds, yeah. like, really bougie and kind of weird, but, like, they sell quail eggs at my grocery store. Like, I could go get them right now, and I just never have. They kind of freak me out. They're really tiny. They're I feel like I break small. them. Yeah. Well, Jesse, I got a surprise for you. Bring out the quail <laughs> eggs. Here we go. It's Gillian, Gillian Jacobs. Jacobs. <laughs> the good quail eggs. <laughs> Finally. Da, da, da. <laughs> oh, my dream. <laughs> uh, 61. Strangest food. That you have eaten. I, for my roommate's birthday, this is, again, more information than you need, but I'm going to tell you. Um, for my sure. roommate's birthday a couple years ago, we went to this restaurant in the Lower East Side that had black ant guacamole. And so it was guacamole that was made up with, like, crushed up black ants. And it was good. It was real huh. good. I don't know what the ants add to it, but it was good. I was like avocado and ant or like primarily ant? no primarily guacamole but it oh. had crushed up ants in it like you could see those sort okay. of like ant oh. i guess in it i don't i don't know because ants are so small so i don't know what they have to like offer so i have to imagine there were a lot yeah. of ants in there but i don't know but it was like the best guacamole i've ever had oh wow that's that's how and also you don't really hear ants and guacamole put together so it's like it's strange yeah i feel like that's like a always sunny in philadelphia-esque scheme like they were just caught with like a stray ant walking across (laughs) the guacamole one day and they were like no 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 it's uh it's our specialty (laughs) don't worry to be fair the restaurant is called black ant so like you know they they got a brand they got a thing okay they leaned into it yeah Uh, 62. What's a typical day off? <sighs> typical day off, uh, is a boring answer. It is like, I wake up, I go walk to my local favorite coffee shop. I get an iced coffee with a little bit of oat milk. I come back to my apartment. I either sit outside on my lovely deck with my roommate and we chill, or I play a video game. Maybe I sleep in a little bit, but not too much. I'm I'm a morning person. I do like my mornings. Um, so I probably get up 
I usually get up for work around 8.30. I probably sleep until like 9.30, 10 maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, so I like to get that coffee in the morning, you know? Um, it would usually entail, if I don't have work the next day, like if it's a weekend, so if it's like a Saturday, um, I'd go out at night and I'd like go see friends or I'd like, we'd go to like a bar or something. Um, but yeah. if it's just one day off, it's usually just like hang out in my apartment, maybe go for a walk. Uh, maybe go to the park. I don't live too far from the park, so it's nice to go there sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's very, very, nice. very low key. Maybe go thrift shopping because we have a couple thrift shops near us. That's pretty mm. fun. Got some good finds. Oh, I I'm excited because it's almost Halloween season, and that just mm-hmm. means like, okay, let's hit up the thrift shops and see what yeah. I can build off of it. Uh, great time. Sixty three bucket list item that you accomplished i mean being a published author was on there that was definitely a bucket list item i definitely got that out of the way that is incredible Um, i would like to write more books i would like to write an actual book that is definitely something i still want to do but having a published Mm. piece of work is is very nice um yeah i would say that that and like being on a pax panel were like two things i definitely wanted to do and i did both of them and so that was that was neat Oh, very cool. 64, bucket list item you probably won't accomplish. Skydiving. I think I'm past my point in life where I would willingly go skydiving. It was definitely on my list at one point. I was like, I I want to experience it. But I think at this point in my life, I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't need to jump (laughs) out of a plane. I think my body would fall apart if I did that held together by scotch tape it'll just kind of like <laughs> just land in five different places after you skydive uh 65 dubbed by previous guests the realest question of the bunch name of a friend you don't keep in contact with but regret it Ooh. Mm-hmm. um I do have an answer for this. It is, I have a friend named Wesley, um, who we grew up, one of my best friends growing up, up all the way up until like the end of high school. Him and his family moved mm. to South Carolina. I went to college. That was kind of the end of it. We didn't end on bad yeah. terms. We didn't end on whatever. He moved back to New York a couple of years ago. And I've known this. He knows that I live here. Both of us are kind of just like, you know, we'll, like on instagram like if we post something we'll like be like oh hey cool whatever but like that's it i've not seen him since that day he left for south carolina that was the last time i ever saw him i'm aware of what he's doing in life he's aware of what i'm doing in life but like nothing and i I do regret it like he was one of my best friends for a long time but yeah that's life that's new york Baby, I don't know. That's... <laughs> Forget about it. That's a weird capper to a genuinely <laughs> nice story. <laughs> no, I love it. Uh, sixty-six. What's a game that makes you feel nostalgic? So I normally here's the part where I would say Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. However, I play that so much in my adult life now that I feel like it's less nostalgic and more of just like a game I like to play every so often. Uh, a game that that truly makes me feel nostalgic for a simpler time is, in fact, Viva Pinata. Oh. 
good. Not because it's a cool retro game, but like it reminds me of an era of my life that I wish we could go back to, which yeah. was just middle school, playing what I want to play, not caring what the cool video game is at the time, just having a blast. Yeah. It's a vibe. Does yeah. the kids say? It it's is a vibe. a vibe. Uh, Question 67. What game have you spent the most time playing? Believe it or not, not Final Fantasy fourteen. I was okay. Okay, that that the record still does go to Halo three. Halo three. Okay, I have about f- close to four thousand hours in Halo three. Oh boy, I don't know yeah. if I have four thousand hours in an actual job like that's. <laughs> uh, I Halo three specifically custom games and Forge. I am that person. Gotcha. So, like, when Halo Infinite Forge comes out, despite the state that that game is in, it's all I'm going to be talking about. Because I got so embedded in that community. That is probably the first example of, like, me embedding myself in a gaming community, yeah. which was the Forge. And again, going back to my friend Wesley, like, that is what we did. We made maps. We put them on the internet. People downloaded them. We downloaded other people's maps. Like, we would get full lobbies of our friends from middle school and high school and just play custom games for hours and hours and hours and hours. It's all we did for, like, three years. Like, that was the game I put the most time into. That is incredible. Uh, 68. What's something you built with your own hands? A lot of stuff. Um, when I, since I'm a stagehand um, mm. for Broadway, I've built a lot. So we don't build the scene like the sets like those come into the into the theater and we like modify them. Yeah. But there's like plenty of weird tables and other things that I've had to make on the fly or fix a bunch of stuff like with my hands I've made a lot of like obviously didn't make the wood, right? Like the wood exists, but like constructing it together. Um and my old friend in high school, well, my still my friend, my friend Michael, um but in college he had a CNC machine and a 3D printer in his garage. So we used to make all sorts of weird stuff. We made a board game table that was huge and we made it with MDF. And so we would write like Sharpie on it and then we would fill up the table with like whatever we were playing, stats, dumb drawings, all this stuff. We would unscrew the tabletop, bring it to the CNC machine, shave off like a quarter of an inch so that it was a new <laughs> tabletop again. And then we'd drill it back into the table. And like we bought the thickest top so we didn't even get like halfway through it over like two years of just playing board games on it. That's incredible. Yeah. That's got to be so satisfying just to see it, was it really good. shave down. Oh. Yeah. Uh, question 69. Best pickup line. Okay, I'm going to let you in on it. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Okay. This is, this is the patented Jesse Vitelli dating app technique. Oh, boy. It's a little bit involved, but it works. Okay. It is a pickup line. Mm-hmm. You send your message. You say, what was your first AOL screen name? This tells you two things. Their age, if they didn't have an AOL screen name, too young for you. If they don't know what AOL is, too young. Fair. You already know. I'm out. <laughs> they had an AOL screen name. They tell you theirs. It's usually embarrassing. It's a funny laugh. Then you tell them yours. Mine was Scooby1016. I always say... I didn't even like Scooby-Doo. I was basically a fraud. They laugh. And then you go, I have a problem. Um, I just went to IMU and you weren't online. I guess I need your number. Ooh. And then they give you your number. That is 
the Jesse Vitelli method from plan A to uh, point B. I hope everyone is taking, taking notes. notes. Yeah. It Please. has a 100% success rate. Look I have never this. failed. What? Oh, incredible. Never say you never learn something from a podcast because right here. I got y'all. Question 70. Have you ever had any good nicknames? So my old handle was Jestifer. I had used that for a long time. Um, and that was given to me by like a childhood friend, my mm. friend John, my neighbor. No real reason, just kind of was like saying words one day and said that. And it kind of just stuck. And it makes no sense. It's not a reference to anything. It just was what it was. And it was like my Xbox name. It was like my just handle for a long time. Yeah. Until um, one uh, Liana Rupert from, I guess now community manager Bungie, um, called me Mama Vitelli uh, when we were on a PAX panel a long time ago. And that just has stuck since. And that's that's those are my two nicknames. The only two I've ever had. It's a strong pairing, let me tell you. It works. 71. Do you believe in love at first sight? No. I never bought into it. Fair. More than fair. 72. What's a big turnoff of yours? Um, People who are not genuine, but want you to think they're genuine. Like when you can tell somebody is clout chasing and they're putting on this like facade of genuineness, but you can tell, or like toxic positivity. Yeah. Because I do think that that is a problem, uh, not just in our industry, but everywhere. People want that persona. They want to be known as like the person who's always upbeat and happy and positive. But it's like, be a re be real. Just be real. If you're not being real, like what are we doing here? Yeah. And that is the fastest way to get me to just not want to interact with you at all. I get it. 73. Do you consider yourself an artist? Not particularly. Um, I think I'm good at crafting words about other art, but I do not necessarily think that itself is art. Hmm. I think I am good at being critical of other people's art, but I do not think that i am making art myself and i don't think any of my hobbies are art. like yeah you know, i'm not like drawing i'm not um making music and not that it has to be defined in a box like that yeah. but i do not necessarily think that like if I, I think if i was writing stories like stories that i created i would consider that art like i do think books are art right yeah but i think like my line of work is is talent and skill but i don't think it's art gotcha i gotcha 74. What's something you tried to cook and failed? I just had a recent example of this. Oh, oh, infamous. I got this. Um, uh, beginning of the pandemic, my roommate and I were um, getting drunk a lot at night because there was nothing else to do. We were, we were locked inside, so we were just yeah. like, we'd go get beer and we'd like get drunk. Uh, we were super hungry. We were making food. Um, there's a video of me that goes around the internet every so often. Um, I was making pasta and I was seasoning it. He, my roommate handed me a thing of red pepper flakes and he was like, put these in there. And I'm like, Oh, you don't know how to, you, do you think I don't know how to season my sauce? I know how to season my sauce and I'm drunk and I'm unscrewing the cap of the red pepper flakes instead of just flipping the top open. So I, I go, you don't think I know how to season my sauce? And I dump the entire thing of red pepper flakes in the entire pot of pasta and just completely ruin the entire dish. <laughs> 
it is like comical, like the timing of that video. It is so funny. Because I was doing like an Instagram live or something. We were just like messing around. And so I have that that memory on footage. And it goes around Twitter every so often because it's really fucking funny. Amazing. I apologize. I just cursed. I don't know if I was allowed to do that, but I apologize. Of course. Yeah. Question 75. Dubbed the Ben Hansen. After the first guest of this year's show. And, uh, hey. you know, some fella. Uh, what's the greatest piece of art ever made? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. That question changes a lot on any given day for me. Um, so I will preface this by saying I think the way I define biggest piece of art is like what what is the thing that has given me the most value as inspiration, as as a person, as emotion, um, and like what I think like people should experience. The thing that I I point to and I go, this is the thing that I, I think is required consuming. Mm. Um, and you call me on a day where I'm going to say Outer Wilds. Ooh. I think that that is, if you are a video game player, consumer, developer, anything like that is required. I like that one a lot. I like it a lot. It was just real unfortunate that it came out at the same time as Outer, Outer worlds. worlds, and it yeah. just it just became a wait. Which game are you talking about? In the contest, and, <laughs> and they're both space. Uh, so it's like, oh, the space ones. Like they're all they're both in spaces. <laughs> Question seventy six: Have you ever had something happen to you that you would consider paranormal? I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Mm-hmm. This apartment that that I'm in right now used to be a mm-hmm. hospital. Used to be a hospital. Mm-hmm. Internet has said it's not haunted, but every so often something will fall. Cabinet will open. Something you know, just little things. At night, yeah. you'll hear like creaking in the floorboards. You'll hear weird stuff. You never you never know. And so I think I live in a paranormal area <laughs> is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, I don't have like a big moment. I don't have a moment I can turn and point to and be like that, that, but I think like my environment is pretty paranormal. That. Oh, I love that. And when a ghostly Gillian Jacobs and her mm-hmm. quail eggs come in, I wish that's the, that's the story. That that's would be the best the paranormal right activity that ever happened. <laughs> Uh, question 77. Would you ever use a Ouija board? I have. I've used a Ouija board. Um, so it was one of those things where, like, I think they always say, like, you have to do it with people that want to do it. Like, if you have someone who, like, doesn't believe or is, like, a naysayer, like, it it won't work. Um, and I'm not here to, like, contest whether Ouija boards work or don't work or whatever. I'm not, I don't want to anger anybody in my apartment. Um... Mm-hmm. But I have used a Ouija board, but we were using it with some, it was a group of us and like two of them like weren't into it and were kind of like making a joke of it. So like didn't really do anything. Um, but it was like a fun little experiment. We like shut all the lights off and like lit candles and we're all sitting around the floor and like moving the thing around. It was fun. Um, yeah. I'd probably do it again. I don't really see any harm in it. Question 78. Simply, Why? Well, you see, that's a complicated question because, like, mm. 
Y is a crooked letter that can't be straightened, right? Whoa. That's what I'm saying. That's all I got. <laughs> and the Tony goes to... <laughs> Your EGOT winner right here. I got them all. 79. If given the chance, when would you time travel to? I feel like there are so many different periods you could time travel to. And you didn't specify past or future. So I could I could time sure. travel to the future. I think immediately my, sure. my memory was like, oh, do I want to go to the past? Like, that's that's the question. But could go to the future. I don't think I want to go to the future. I, I don't think I need to know what happens. I think I'd, I'd rather just experience it. Or, like, if, like, the heat death of the universe shows up, I don't think I need to know that. I think I can live my life just the way it is. Um, yeah. I'd probably go back in time to, like, <sighs> part of me wants to go all the way back to, like, the cavemen. Because, like, I just want to know, you know? Like, I want to know how they survived. Yeah. I, I want to know, like, how did they beat up a dinosaur? How'd you do it? How did that work? Let me know. Seems tough. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, again, I told you earlier, I could barely beat up a tortoise. Like, I, how are these people with clubs beating up dinos? I have no idea. Saber also, tigers and whatnot. Yeah. Are dinosaurs real? I got to get confirmation. Do they have feathers? I got to know. I got to know all these all this information. Did a meteor wipe them out? I got to know. Fair. This is fair. Question 80. Have you ever made a sudden, dramatic change to your lifestyle and stuck to it? Ooh. I think the most dramatic and sudden change was moving out of my parents' house. Because um, it was sudden. It it was like... Um, so it was actually... What happened was my roommate, David, who's in the other room right now, uh, we were at a bar one night with a bunch of friends, and he was like, I need to move out of my parents' house. And I was like, Cool. Do you want? Do you want a roommate? I'll move out with you. I was like twenty three at the time, uh, and like I just had the money to move out. I wasn't like looking to get out of my parents' house. Like I had a very good relationship with them. Like being at home would have been great, but I saw an opportunity and I was like, oh, this could be really cool. Like let's do it. And then like literally four weeks later, we had signed a lease and we were moving out. Like it it happened wow. so quickly. And two of those weeks, I was in Costa Rica. Back to the earlier trip. Wow. So like we found yeah. a place. We found this place. Um. And we've been here now for, like, five years. Um, and, yeah, like, immediately, just from, like, drunk at the bar, saying, like, oh, let's move out, to moving out and staying moved out in the same place for five years, like, yeah. Simple as that. Impressive. It's impressive. 81. What game show, past or present, would you love to be a contestant on? So, I love watching Jeopardy. I do not think I would want to be on Jeopardy. I don't think I know enough of the answers. I do think I could I could rock Wheel of Fortune. I think I could mm, absolutely destroy yeah. in that. Like no one's seen me do the wordle, but like yo, I could do the I could do Wheel of Fortune. I could do it. <laughs> I see some of these people and they're guessing letters that are not in there. I'm like, I already solved it. Let me on the show. My favorite is always when they guess a letter that's already been guessed because it is just yes. the ultimate shame of Ooh, I'm mm. sorry. <laughs> like, like, ooh, you were not paying attention. Mm-mm. Uh, 82. What's a quote that you love? This should not come as a surprise to anybody. But a mm -hmm. quote that I mm -hmm. think about. 
all of the time. Do not squander it, the legacy I leave you, which is said by a very specific character in Final Fantasy XIV, and I think about it all the time. Do not squander it, the legacy I leave you. Because you got to make the most of your opportunity. It's a good quote. Yeah. I'm leaving you something. Make use of it. I think about that all the time. Yeah. Question 83. What's the best shirt that you own? I don't know if this counts, but I do own a Luigi hockey jersey. Oh, that is like right. pretty good. That It's it it's got Luigi's like 8-bit sort of logo yeah. like character model. It's got like a mushroom patch and a star patch and then on the back it says Luigi 81 on it. Uh That's it's like a pretty, pretty it's pretty dope. sick. Um and then I, I just recently got a, a Hawaiian shirt that just has a bunch of magic carps on it. So that that's also a favorite of mine. Strong choices. Yeah. Pokemon Company just sells them. All right, well. You just buy them right now. Yeah, I'm going to steal that idea because I need that shirt. <laughs> uh... It's real good. Oh, they got a Gengar one, too. Oh, they're, they're all very oh, good. Man. They're capitalizing on this. Uh, 84. Would you change your middle name? No. So my middle name is Ronald. That's not a, like, you know, y'all can know my middle name. That's cool. I'm named after my dad and my grandfather. Two people I admire very much. Very nice. That's, yeah, I wouldn't change it. Uh, 85. What's a good impression you can do? Uh, I'm really good at doing uh, Sans Undertale. Uh, 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 uh. Excellent. I That's honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought at first the bit was that he's just silent, but then, no, nope, that's even better. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Uh, 86. Is there a tattoo you wanted to get, but are glad you didn't get? Um, no. I'm very picky about my tattoos. So I have, I have three, Ooh. and they're all just, like, design... They're just, like, design work. Oh, nice. Like, they're all just... Yeah. Um, like geometric shapes and stuff. Um, I did at one point want a um a bed of marigolds on my my leg that said um forget me forget me not to marigolds and I wanted like a bouquet of them on my leg because that's a line from uh a Motion City soundtrack song off uh, Commit This to Memory which is my favorite album of all time and uh I don't regret not getting it it just like doesn't fit the vibe of my tattoos now. So it would have been like a little off, yeah. but um, I do still think about getting that tattoo from time to time. I would get. I think when I thought about getting it, I wanted it in color, and now if I were to get it, it would just be black and white because I don't have any color on my body. Gotcha. Um, and I I won't get a tattoo with color on it. Yeah, and and a black and white flower, you know, field or whatnot might it's hit or miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, eighty-seven. How would you describe? Your 16-year-old self. 16-year-old Jesse is a lot like 27-year-old Jesse, um, mm-hmm. in that they both kind of just like wear their heart on their sleeve and are kind of goofy and just are try to be real. Um, I think 16-year-old Jesse just cared more about what other people think, as most 16-year-olds do. Um, but like 16-year-old Jesse was long hair um, to like probably like right below my ears, kind of like the shaggy sort of like surfer boy haircut yeah. um braces 
um, bought a pink fedora at Spencer's at the mall because he thought it was funny, and now there's photos of him floating around wearing this, like, pink pla- <laughs> plaid fedora that, like, looks really bad, but, like, again, like, that's something I would do now because I think it's funny. And yeah. so I do think 16-year-old Jesse and 27-year-old Jesse share a lot of similarities. I just think 16-year-old Jesse cared a lot more about what other people think. Kind of the curse of the teenager, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 88. What's the worst injury you ever had? So, knock on wood, I've never broken a bone. Um, nice. which has been Which has been nice. Um, Highly recommend it. I'm trying to think of, like... So one time at work, I was, this was back in To Kill a Mockbird, so it was only four years, four-ish years ago. I um I was working on, we had this like dresser and I needed to put caster wheels on it and I was cutting foam because we had to soundproof the bottom of it so it didn't make a lot of noise when it rolled across the stage. And I was using like a really kind of dull box cutter and I cut my, like the palm of my hand. And it wasn't bad enough that it needed stitches. Like, it wasn't that bad. Also, I guess, like, listeners, this is a little gory, so just so you know. Um, I I, I cut a little bit, um, and then I, like, kind of recoiled, like, recoiled and, like, put my hand down in, like, a bunch of, like, grease, like, ball-bearing grease. So now this, like, wound, like, was covered in grease. And so I had to, like, go run downstairs and, like, wash it out and then just duct tape my hand because that's what I had. (laughs) And then I just kept working for, like, six more hours. And, like, to be clear, I could have, like, told somebody and, like, gotten medical attention and, like, done that. It would have been fine. But we were just so in, like, go mode, this needs to get done, that I just wrapped it up in duct tape and kept going. And then, like, dealt with the consequences later, which was, like, I needed to, like, go get it, like, professionally, like, cleaned. Because it was a mess. Yeah. I think a lot of... I use the kid theater kids, but not just kids. I use that as an endearing term. Have a story in that vein, but still pretty hardcore. It's always something. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Jeff Daniels. Mm -hmm. Uh... (laughs) Jeffy D. Jeffy D. Uh, 89. What's a habit of yours you want to break? Smoking. Mm. It's my nasty habit. Yeah. It's, uh, you know. It's a tough one. great. No. And it's a habit I picked up late in life. Like, what is wrong with me? Why did I pick this up to begin with? But now I'm stuck <laughs> with it. So we've been working on that one. I hear you. Uh, question 90 on the home stretch here. Have you ever lied on your resume? No. Wow. Never needed to lie. Wow. It's, it's interesting. So my resume has always been skewed because I started working on Broadway when I was 16. So when you have like Broadway on your resume, and again, this mm-hmm. isn't like a humble brag or anything. It's like, it's interesting enough that like, I never felt the need to lie because I already have something super outlandish on my resume that like yeah. is an eye catcher. So, like, all the other stuff I just kind of filled in. And now I have a published book. That goes on my resume. Like, I'm good. You know? Yeah. I think you'll be also, all right. Resumes are resumes are such a nonsense thing because so much of, you know, so many industries are, like, who do you know? Who can you talk to? Who can you schmooze? That sort of stuff. So, never really put much work into my resume. 
Question 91. Have you ever punched someone in the face? Yes. Several. Nice. Nice. Dumb. Dumb fights when you're younger, you know. It happens. Yeah. I mean, just just the punk and ska contingent that you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. Before. Yeah. 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 A lot more uh, punk than ska in most of those yeah. cases. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I can't imagine uh, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones shows are really breaking down into fights very often, <laughs> but hey, listen, who knows? Uh, 92. Would you ever go to a nude beach? Um, yeah, why not? I've never put thought into it. I don't think I would ever go willingly. Like, I get kind of like theme parks where it's like, I don't think it would ever be on the top of my list. Of things that I'm like, oh, we should do this. But, like, if I'm somewhere and there's a new beach, I'd be like, yeah, let's go, let's go see what this is about. I've, uh, again, I'll try everything once for the most part. Yeah. That seems inoffensive enough. 93. Somehow not the realest question. When was the last time you cried? I can definitely tell you the last time I remember crying was when I played Before Your Eyes. Which oh. was... Yeah. Probably, like, November. Yeah. December. No. Mm-hmm. Before your, yeah, Before Your Eyes was last year. Was I last definitely year. cried when I played Before Your Eyes. So yeah, but I played it, I know I played it, like, after it came out, I played it closer to, like, Game of the Year discussions. Um, So I definitely cried, like, the end of last year when I played that game, because it was heartbreaking. Yeah. And then I cried again at the end of Endwalker, the 14 expansion. Mm. And I think I may have played that, like, shortly after, so, like, maybe January, I want to say, was maybe the last time I cried. Okay. Yeah, uh, the ending of Before Your Eyes, without spoilers, because I want people to really play that game, shattered me. Yeah, 100%. Uh, And it's available on phone now. Uh, This is not an ad, but if you have Netflix, you can get it for free. So, Before Your Eyes, please. (laughs) When I was on vacation last week, I made all of my friends download it on on their their phones. I was like, just play it later, but download it now. (laughs) Please, I'll give you my Netflix login. (laughs) Just... Just promise me you have two hours to sit down and play it. Uh, 94. What's something you've done and will probably never do again? Hmm. Never will I ever again drink an original Four loco. I can tell you that for sure. Not only because they're not available anymore, but because that experience was actually terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. I actually had like an outer body experience and like I never want to see that. Or think about that ever again. That's fair. I remember that summer that that was still out and not, like, banned or whatever. That was a wild summer, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a bad time. Yeah. Uh, 95. Best compliment you ever received? I don't remember the specific compliment, but anytime somebody tells me that, um... I am one of the realest people they've met in the industry or in the space. Um, just someone who was like genuine, like that really holds a lot of weight with me because yeah. that's what I want out of people. And so for me to be perceived that way is like ideal. Like that is what I want because like I am always real with people and I always expect them to be real with me. Mm-hmm. And so anytime somebody like confirms that like I am, you know who i want to be the best version of myself like that is always something that holds a lot of weight with me yeah no that's 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 amazing 96 tell me a joke 
thinking of I'm crafting the perfect joke right now. Perfect. I see a loading bar under you that says crafting perfect joke. I have so many. Okay. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Why did the T-Rex get arrested? I don't know. Why did the T-Rex get arrested? He was a small arms dealer. Ladies and gentlemen, what? Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. One of these days I'm just going to make a super cut of like 60-something episodes of just the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> just the jokes and impressions. Oh, that'd be really good. I, I think that's what the only people, <laughs> the only reason people are here. Uh, 97, 97 used to be a question that I came up with that just wasn't very good. So I took a, a self-reflective look and said, I got to get rid of this. And I replaced it with the listener question of the week. Uh, so if any of our wonderful listeners Ooh. have a question they want to see used on a future episode, it's 99. That's, of course, the number 99 questions pod at gmail.com or 99 questions pod on Twitter. And this week, we got a question from King Prometheus, the legend himself, asking, what's the hardest Prima Games guide to write? What was the hardest one they ever had to write? So, in terms of, like, guidebooks, I've only ever done the Axiom Burge one, but we write a lot of guides for the website. Yes, yes. And... The hardest guide I've ever had to write. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think of the ones that have like taken me the most amount of time, um, and just like research. Um, I I will say recently, uh, when Neon White came out, I did an all gifts guide so like oh, i i had to go wow. and get every single one of the gift locations and then guide out where all of them are mm -hmm. and that was not only extremely time consuming but like it was hard on me because i had to solve the puzzles before the game was out because i i did it pre-release and so it was a lot of figuring that out and then having to not only like do it but do it enough that i could like write it down and, like, make sure I have the screenshots and everything, and then be able to explain it in a way that makes sense. Like, when you're like, grab the blue card and do, like, it, it becomes, there's a lot of steps involved, and then you're also trying to guide people through movement. Yeah. And so it, it becomes very tricky if you don't have, like, video to accompany it, and I didn't have video. So um, that was definitely, like, one of the most challenging but rewarding. And then as a little bonus, I will say that I think Axiom Merge 2 was, I had... Lucas, my my coworker and and good friend, um, also doing that guide with me. Um, but the thing about Axiom Verge Two that some people don't know about this book is that we were guiding it while it was still in development. Like the oh, game, wow. we had the game two or three months before it released, and so we would guide it out, and then we'd get it like an email from Tom, um, who would be like, "Oh, I actually changed the location of this thing, or I like moved these things around." So we'd get like an update to the client and then we would have to rework it because like they were still fine tuning yeah. and sort of dealing with where the game was. So there was a little back and forth. It didn't happen often, but it did happen a couple times where we had to redo some stuff because the game was still being worked on because we had it just early, early. Yeah. Oh. So that... those were two like very challenging things I had to work on. 
That's amazing. And thank you, KP, for the question. Excellent question. Yeah, good question. 98. What made you want to be who you are today? Kind of like a two-parter. One, love to make people laugh and feel comfortable in their own skin and have a good time. Um, so that's always a big goal of mine. Is always just, you know, not always exude positivity. Like, life is real. Bad, bad stuff happens. Like, people feel down, right? But I do enjoy sort of, like, being able to walk into a room and, like, sit down with somebody and, like, have a conversation and make them laugh, you know, have a good time, do the thing without being performative about it. Like, I, I don't need to be the center of attention. I don't need to be the one that everyone's listening to or, or talking to. But I do want to make sure that every interaction I have with someone is genuine and that they walk away feeling better than they did sort of when before the conversation, even if it's just like they had a laugh and they're like, oh, that was funny. And then they walk away. Um, and that's something I kind of like learned pretty early on in my life is like that's kind of just what I want out of people. So I try to put that out there. And that's like a big driver for like, why I act and talk and do the things I do because like that's just who I've kind of become and want to be and want to continue being. Um, I think that's when I'm at my best. Um, and then the other part is like, again, goes back to like, I'm real with people and I want them to be real with me. And so I want to make sure I'm practicing what I preach and I'm doing the things that I want other people to do. And so um, those are like driving factors as to like what makes me me. And it makes me want to continue being this version of myself. It's, it's powerful stuff. I really love it. But we're at the top of the mountain here. The titular question, if you will. Question 99. What do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for making this space... And and this space can be encompassed in a lot of different things. Like it could be the industry, it could be the people's lives that I've entered, uh, better than it was when I entered. Like I want to leave it better off than it was before, and I want to be remembered for enhancing other people's lives. Whether that is again like by making sure that every interaction they have with me is good, or providing for them in a way that maybe they weren't being provided to whether that's words of affirmation or that's just being genuine or that is like a gift that i've given them like the gift that my friend dan gave me that i hold very dear to me right though that's what i want to be remembered for i want to be remembered for bettering the lives of the people around me whether that is in the industry in life wherever else i love that and my sans undertale impression i mean those are the two things i want to be remembered for (laughs) it it's a very close silver, let me tell you, because that is real good. Uh, Jesse, I wish I had more questions for you. Uh, legally, I am plumb out. I don't know if there are any more questions beyond what I just asked. Uh, jury's out on that. Uh, but sincerely, thank you so much for doing this. This has been an absolute ball. Yeah, thank you for having me. I, I loved this. This was great. Love oh. to chat with you. Good stuff. Well, Thank you so much. That means a lot. Um, is there anything you would like to plug, promote, waft into the ears of our wonderful listeners? Uh, anything at all? The floor is exclusively yours, sir. Thank you. Uh, now it is my turn to ask you 99 questions, so I hope <gasps> you're right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're flipping the script. Uh, 
no, I just want to say uh, again, thank you so much for having me. This was an absolute blast. Uh, really, just like actually a, a ton of fun. Um, but like, yeah, if you, if you like me or my work, you can find me on Twitter at Jesse Vitelli. Um, you can find my work at primagames.com. Um, you may have heard me on other podcasts that kind of make the circuit every now and then for different places. Um, but, but yeah, you know, um, that's me. Uh, if you like Final Fantasy 14, I write a lot of Final Fantasy 14 guides and a lot of features and stuff. Um, if you haven't started playing Final Fantasy 14, let me, let me know. I'll, I'll. I'll help you out. You know, it's a critically acclaimed MMORPG. You know, this is a free trial. It's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, that's me. Jesse Vitale, everybody. What a legend. Check him out on Twitter. Great Twitter game. Check out his guides. Buy the Axiom Verge book. Support this guy in every way he can. He deserves it. I could rant about it all day. The red light's on. It's last call. Let's figure out what we learned here today. We learned that no matter what side of the aisle you fall onto, whether you're a Final Fantasy XIV guy, a Destiny guy, a Led Zeppelin guy, a Led Zeppelin cover guy, we can all agree that the New York Rangers suck. We learned that Jesse and best actor Tony nominee Jeff Daniels are, are basically best friends. It's a shame he never won. I heard they had a pack of Pokemon cards taped to the back of the award. We learned not to jump over bike racks because someone took time to set them up. We learned that for this summer of Four Loco, you just kind of had to be there. And we learned that I actually need to buy a toilet declogging plunger gun because, God, that sounds so cool. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go season my sauce with red pepper flakes for the next two weeks until our next episode. Until then... Thank you, and good night.